listeners. Today, Lauren and I are going to talk to you about how to survive the holidays, how to take advantage of the best parts of this year, and the story of Chris Moose. Stay tuned. We're coming at you. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of A Penny for Your Thoughts, together with myself, Kate Tenunzio, and my friend, Lauren Ernst. Hey, Lauren, how's it going? Good, how are you? So good, so good. The holidays are here. (sighs) Yes, and oh no. (laughs) Right? Like, you know, I don't feel really any anxiety about the the holidays. I think it's just because, like, I just soak it in and I just, I just don't care what, like other people think or do yes focus on the thing right what's the most important thing yeah yeah what is the most important thing to you about the holidays Mm. Mm. family being together I think just and and you know the vibe I love like Mm. everybody is so nice from like November 25th until (laughs) December 30th maybe maybe January 2nd like it's just (laughs) this is how I wish the world was yes and can we also have Christmas trees up all year round? <laughs> oh my gosh, right? You know, Ruth, we usually don't put the Christmas tree up until like the first Saturday of December. And um, this year, I actually have to travel the week before we're going home. And we're going home early so that we can set up Christmas decorations with my mom because she's a uh, widow. And so yeah. it's like I'm like backtracking and I was supposed to have this this business trip the first week of December and it got pushed to the second week. And so mm-hmm. we were like, okay, I'm not going to be around. Let's do it. And, you know, I, I, on the last episode, like I was telling you guys how I was purging and I purged and did all this stuff. And then the night that I did all of that, we put up our Christmas tree and mm-hmm. we put all of our little trinkets out and <sighs> we have this one and it's a little tiny moose and we, we we've named him, and he has these little dangly legs. We've named him Chris Moose. So okay. Chris Moose, Chris Moose only comes out at Christmas time because he's a Christmas moose. And, <laughs> and and he once was sitting on the on the fireplace mantle and he got knocked down. So one of his antlers is broken. But we didn't get rid of Chris Moose because we were like, no, he's so special. So we put him back up there and we were sitting there and we had the Christmas tree lights on and the fire was going. And all of a sudden you hear this dunk, dunk. And we were like, what the heck was that, right? And we go over and in front of the fireplace, Chris Moose's boots melted off the bottom of his legs. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. It's my favorite Christmas decoration. You have to post a photo. People need to see. (laughs) I will post a photo of Chris Moose in the comment section when we post this to LinkedIn. Because it's like. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's like. He is my favorite. And, and and the other thing, too, is that he's almost like he's almost like a metaphor in himself. Right. By the yeah, end of the 100%. year, when we get to Christmas, we're rolling in one antler off feet on the floor. Like, come on. I'm here. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm here. <laughs> rolling in. How about you? What's the best part of Christmas for you? Oh, my gosh. Slowing down. Mm. The the family vibes, I just, and like immediate family, like when you start to then have to navigate the inner workings of the travel and the plans and who do we see before the holidays, who do we see during, who is after, mm. it just gets a little bit much. And I think this is something that we can talk about, I'd love to pick your brain on around just navigating those pieces because when, 
you're in the thick of, you know, the, the main holiday season, be it a week or two or whatever it happens to be for you and your family, regardless of time of year. I mean, I, I know that some of our listeners celebrate incredible moments in their own lives. And that may be in December, that may be in November. There's, there's so many wonderful holidays to celebrate and how you choose to navigate that to really leave the holiday season feeling restored versus, oh my gosh, I feel like I need to take a vacation from the holidays, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just, it's the family. And I have, my hubby and I have an eight-year-old daughter who's still in the thick of believing in Santa. And I am so convinced that this is our last year of that And just soaking up like the pure magic of having a little one in your house that just lights up at the idea, talking about the morning of whatever it happens to be is just the absolute best. Like I just get chills thinking about it. So yeah, yeah, it's the fan stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, I think I I love that. And I just I had such a great response because it's been a long time since Santa was a thing in our home. Right. I mean, but but I think that when it comes down to, you know, the ability to embrace the season. Right. You, You said a couple of things there in terms of like logistics and travel and where do we go and how do we get there? And, you know, what we've done in our family is um we, we really do not allow ourselves to feel the pressure of going out and spending money and doing those things. Like, you know, we're, we're a very bountiful family. Like we have what we need and I'm not a thing person and neither is Ruth. Um, Aaron, Aaron's very materialistic. She loves things. She loves shoes. She loves hats and that's great. She has a lot of them and yeah. you know, it is what it is. Right. I mean, everybody has a yeah. thing, right. Um, totally. You know, but but I think like for us, we we really have put a very heavy emphasis on our mothers because, you know, Erin lost her father this year. This is her mom's first year without her husband of 55 years. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, like 55 years, Lord, that is longer than wow. all, we've been alive. Right. So, yeah. you know, you think about that. And then with my mom, it's her third Christmas without my dad. But, yeah. you know, it's been a it's been a it's been a year for her. I mean, she had breast cancer. She went through a mastectomy. Um, Ruth went out and spent two weeks doing radiation treatment with her and driving her around and all of those things. So it's it's yeah. a different year. And I think we're also still emerging from what happened through COVID where we weren't able to have the interactions and whatever. Right. And so what we've decided and what we have always done is we've looked along the family lines and we've said, okay, you know, my family always celebrates Christmas Eve. And so Mm -hmm. we do Christmas at midnight, we open gifts, we do all those things. And so what we do is we, we front load and we go to my parents, we stay there until the morning of the 25th, we get up, we have breakfast, we help clean up. And then we go to the, the in-laws house and we go to Aaron's parents' place in Melville and we stay there for a couple of days. And you know what we've decided this year, because we're going home so early and because I'm going to be in Saskatchewan already, I'm going to (laughs) go from my job site to my mother-in-law's house and do whatever she needs done there, take care of business, you know, whatever. And then Ruth and Aaron are going to arrive on Saturday or Sunday. And then Ruth and I are going to go to my mom's house and Aaron's Mm going to stay with her mom and she's going to do things. And then she's going to come up a couple of days later. And so I think what I'm getting at here is it's flexibility, right? 
I, I, I love my family. I love my, my, my partner. I love everything about how we live life. And I want to be with these people as much as possible. But time is the only thing we can't get back. And when we have a couple of 75-year-old ladies who need their daughters more than their daughters need each other, we yeah. serve in that way. Because what have they yeah. done for the past 40 years? Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. And, so, so I think the, the the first thing I would say is flexibility. How can you be flexible to serve your your partner or serve your family or serve your parents? Right. Mm-hmm. I think we get caught up in the rat race and and the and the give the giving game. And I yeah. think the second piece that I would say is let go of any um, expectations. Why yeah. why do we have to why do we have to give people things? Listen, I have never in my life been to a funeral and saw a U-Haul following the hearse. Right. You're not taking the shit with you. What do you need? Right. More, more, more ceramic stuff. chicken. What do you need more ceramic chickens for? Nobody needs that shit. Stop it. <laughs> well, we, we need another Chris Moose. Is, is we, we well, <laughs> well, Chris Moose is fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so true. And I think a lot of, a lot of this comes down to oftentimes people say like, oh, I'm such a people pleaser. It's so difficult for me to say no. And I just, I want to be here to, to help others and to serve. And by doing that, I end up depleting myself. Mm-hmm. And I listened to a really interesting take on this, like literally a couple days ago. And this woman was saying, Hey, Oftentimes we talk about people pleasing as its own entity, as its own thing. You're either, you check that box as a people pleaser or you don't. And she said, I actually don't believe in the term. I think what it actually is, is our inability of being a little bit uncomfortable. And it's the idea of, you know, whose back does this monkey belong on? And if you have plans or travel or expectations from a family member that you ought to be there or do this or to show up for that and you can't or it conflicts or there's more going on or it's too difficult or you'd rather spend time with your own family in order to, you know, enjoy your holidays to the best of your ability, recognizing that that monkey belongs on not your shoulders, on the other person and that by saying no Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yes, it's our it's our nature to want to show up for others and be everything to everyone. But thinking about people pleasing less about it's either a trait you have or not, and more about your ability or inability of being a little bit uncomfortable. And we try when try to avoid that feeling by just saying yes to somebody instead of really sitting with that and saying, you know what, I know that this person really wants me to attend X, Y, or Z. It's not going to work for my family or I, I know that they will probably be disappointed and I'm just going to have to sit with that and know that there is someone in my life that is a little bit disappointed, but at the end of the day, I'm taking care of me and my family. And it's not a checkbox or not. It's just, yep, let that feeling of, and it's crappy, let it wash over you. But I have a feeling that you'll probably be better for it. Your schedule won't be as jam-packed. And you'll probably have more of those magical memories that I'm talking about that I'm hoping to soak up as many of this year because it might be my last one where Christmas is magical in that way. Um, 
and and being okay with saying no and just recognizing that those feelings kind of sting, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm going to yeah. be better for it. And the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Right. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, the, these <laughs> where to go and who to hang out with at Christmas, not a life or death situation. Correct. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, I mean, listen, if you have a a family member who you don't believe will make it past Christmas, then yeah, I mean, actions express priority, right? And we know that. And and I think that, you know, when we we come down to it, it it is, it's not about people pleasing. Um, A lot of people are like that. But it's also about putting yourself in a situation where you can be successful for you. And I think that it also comes down and and we have breakdowns, right? I mean, we have significant breakdowns in how people choose to communicate and how they articulate. And so instead of firing a text back to somebody and saying, no, I can't make it or picking up the phone and saying, no, I can't make it. Why don't you sit down and think, okay, if I were this person, have a little bit of empathy. How would it feel if I said no and not that we owe everybody an explanation, but it's okay for you to say, you know what, this year we're unfortunately not going to be able to make it, and it's X. I mean, I I don't explain myself to anybody. If it, if I say no, it's no. And it's yeah. that that is who I am as a person, though, and I've developed and matured to that spot of, of being able to say no. And yeah, it does feel crappy, but you know... You talk about sitting with emotion, and in a Western culture, we are not okay with that. We are not good at it, and this is why we have people who have such lax or missing emotional regulation, because, you know, we weren't given the ability to flex those muscles, right? And that's what you're really talking about, is you're talking about resilience. You're talking about the ability to stay emotionally regulated when you're not getting your way, right? And or or emotionally regulated when you're not giving someone their way and they have a response. If they have a response, that's a them thing, not a you thing. And what you know, I I worked with this wonderful therapist um, after a pretty traumatizing period of my life. And she said something to me that was so profound. I was receiving these messages and I felt this need to always respond. And, Mm -hmm. and, And she said to me, you know, you don't have to respond, right? And my logic brain was like, yes, I know that, but I've been conditioned over X number of years to participate in this cycle of of what we could largely call violence, right? And so, you know, the other thing is, is that don't use technology. Pick up the phone. Go for a coffee, right? Like, we apply, like, 56% of how we communicate is our body language. 56. 37% is our tone of voice. I can type you a very nice message, but if I don't use the requisite amount of exclamation points and emojis, you're not going to understand my intent, Yeah. right? And intent is everything. Yep. 100%. 100%. And it's, it's just, it's so fascinating how we all recognize those things, but in practice, we, it's, it's so easy to fall into those traps, you know, like get off your phone. It's so important to get off your phone when it comes to the comparison piece, Mm -hmm. you know, comparisons, the thief of joy, like when it comes to social media and comparing what you're experiencing or what, you know, gifts or travel experiences or family you have in comparison to someone's curated feed on their Instagram, just those reminders of, you know, be present in the moment when you're surrounded by your family, get off your phone. I know it's hard, but you never remember 
a, a great text conversation. You do remember the coffees. You do remember the walks with someone and that human connection. And it can't, it can't be duplicated. Even a phone call, picking up the phone and being able to hear someone's voice or a video conversation where you can have chats like these and see someone on the other line. Like it's just, it's so crucial. And especially during the holidays when you can just get into these routines and we've always done it this way. Therefore we have to continue to do it this Mm -hmm. way. And it's not serving me, but can you imagine if I said no, like it just, it similar to what we spoke about, about choosing your word for the year, your intention for the year. I wonder if it would be beneficial if we kind of sat down and thought about, you know, at the end of the holidays and I can look back on it fondly what types of things am I doing? Who am I spending time with where I can look back and go, man, that was such a great holiday. Mm -hmm. What am Mm -hmm. I doing in order to roll up into that awesome goal of having a great time? And I can almost guarantee it's not sitting on your phone. I can almost guarantee it's not, you know, going to every single party get together at the expense of your own well-being, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think if I were to if, if we were to summarize this, the mm. tips really the t- like that, the, the takeaways, the top tips are going to yeah. be communicate early, honest and in person. Yeah. Have empathy for others and yourself. Yeah. And have boundaries. Boundaries yeah. are so important. Right. I mean, I think of I, I know a number of people who um have I, I will say the obligation to spend time with people that they just simply yeah. don't want to be with and you know in-laws I think are probably the number one right like the in-laws yeah. are mad at the outlaws and you know everybody's upset there's a you know a family feud happening or whatever but we're also yeah. going to get together and we're going to be there on the holidays yeah I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with telling your spouse or partner that you have boundaries and expectations of how mm-hmm. things will go. And yeah. and I think that if we're communicating with a sense of need and um, the desire to keep the peace, I think is yeah. really what it comes down to. We, we, we don't ever want to go and be a part of something that's just going to be negative. And, you know, because do you want to remember the holidays because there was a big fight or do you want to remember the holidays because we were fighting over the turkey leg right like I mean there's there's a big difference and and I I think yes and there's there's opportunity and I I think what what it really comes down to and what it really boils down to is your ability to your ability to take something for what the intent is yeah and not go in looking for something to be offended about because let's be honest nothing happens when you're offended you just yeah. have a really shitty day nothing yeah. happens it's not like the sky opens and locusts fall out oh i'm right. offended right right and what is your piece worth right yeah. because i'll tell you my piece is worth everything i'm not so hell-bent on being right yeah that like somebody says something I don't like, that's fine. You're an idiot. I don't need to tell you that. Like yeah. we all yeah. know it. We we yeah. all have ears and eyes. We can see that you're mm-hmm. a moron, right? Yeah. And so yeah. it's like we don't need to like don't walk down the path of somewhere that you don't need to go. Go in with good intent. Go in with an open heart. Go in with really good boundaries. If someone offends those boundaries, leave. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's okay. The door's not locked. Right. Right. And have if you're going to 
festivities with a partner or a friend or someone you've been with your entire life or someone that you just started dating, have these conversations. These are my lines in the sand. And if things go sideways, you know, the expectation isn't necessarily that you're coming with me, but like, I, I can't, I can't stand by, you know? And I think the assumption of positive intent is a really important one too. And just really understanding what you need in order to have a wonderful moment in time, let alone over the holidays. Like, what do you Mm -hmm. need in your life in order to be happy? And let's start aligning with people and things and experiences that bring you up and build you up and make you the best version of you versus just going with the flow and constantly saying yes, because it's easier, you know, say no when you need to say no and mean it, you know, oftentimes people will say no and try to explain and, you know, no is a complete sentence. You know, you can say no and it's okay. You don't need to explain. And I think those skills come just so in handy during the holidays. They're Absolutely. true test. They're tested. <laughs> they are tested. And you know, I have a saying, I have stickers printed. It's a problem you think you need to explain yourself. Yeah. You don't owe anybody an explanation, right? If it's mm-hmm. not working for you, it's not working. And and that's okay. I mean, maybe your partner. I mean, we 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 had some conflict in my in my family at one Christmas. And mm-hmm. I what I did was I removed myself from any family gathering with certain participants. And it was just, oh well, it's so and so's big birthday. Aren't you gonna be there? Nope, sure not. Yeah. Because I have I haven't had a conversation. Have you had a conversation about what happened? <laughs> I'm not putting myself in a, I'm sorry, this, this is yeah. not my shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I held myself away and I think yeah. people don't know what they don't know about you until they learn what they don't know about you. And, yeah. you know, and, and for me, I, I don't have FOMO. I don't mm. get that uh, because yeah. I live a very full and happy life. And so when someone crosses my boundary that they mm. knew was there, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't I don't owe you an explanation for anything, right? And so again, time it heals, we go mm-hmm. forward. And you know what? Here's the other thing is that say something happened in previous years and you guys have worked it out and conversations have happened and forgiveness has been given. Mm-hmm. Um the holiday can still be a trigger and you can still come yeah. back to that. And and yeah. that doesn't that 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 might not ever go away. That might always be there. Listen, we don't get rid of our triggers and traumas. They stay with us no. forever. That's why no. we that's why we continue to exist because we yeah. learn. Yeah. But but here's the thing. The caveat on forgiveness is that there's mm. no caveat on forgiveness. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. say I forgive you, that's it. It's done. You yeah. move you move forward and you move on. And that creates harmony and it reduces the stress around things like the holiday season and, you know, parties and dinners and gift giving and all of those different things. Right. And so yeah. I think, you know, we, we, we wind it down and we've got empathy, communication in person, being present, having boundaries, speaking our yeah. needs and yeah evacuating if it's not safe it's just like a fire you don't stay <laughs> know where the exits are. <laughs> no, are and it's it's so interesting that like the way that you summarize that is the way that we should live our life and it's so interesting that it's these big ticket moments that we put so much pressure on when in reality this is the this is the hard work that we need to be doing in our lives day in and day out Absolutely. you know and it's when you're in these pressure cooker type of situations 
you can really feel where you've done your work and where there's still work to be done. And if you are a person that has a therapist, consider meeting with them a week to two weeks before like big time holiday moments of connection, because you can start to set up some tools and really sharpen that saw on what do you need who do you need to be around and how are you staying true to those boundaries? It's just, it's, it's how we live our life one-on-one or one-on-one, but at the end of the day, the holidays just seem to amplify it, you know? It it does. And, you know, it just, even taking that and putting it into perspective and play, I think Mm -hmm. is just so powerful. Come up with a game plan. I mean, your mental health is the most important thing you have because it's what Mm -hmm. drives time and time is the one thing we can never get back. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I will add um, before we wind this down is holiday parties at work. Mm. Be present, but don't get messy. Yeah. 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 100%. Because unfortunately, those are the people that you remember. You those know, are the people is, you remember. It is truly a career limiting move. So just recognize what those triggers are in yourself. And if that's alcohol, if that's social anxiety, whatever it happens to be, again, this is this is the work that you can be doing the other 364 days a year, you know? And when it's go time and you're spending time with colleagues you're still at work. And there are some folks that believe that and walk that talk deeply. And there are others that don't. And we all have those folks in our life and it plays out in really unfortunate ways. Um, But again, let's really focus on doing the work so that we can be our best selves, period. But especially during a time in the year that you and your family celebrate whatever you celebrate. It's incredible to be together as a family, but really recognize that it's only through the work that you do throughout the year that's going to set you up for success or perhaps to crash and burn in those moments. And Mm -hmm. you're human. We're here for you. And um, yeah, these are really important conversations. And it's more, I think, productive to have chats like these versus, oh my gosh, (laughs) The holidays are over. I'm wiped. I feel like I was taken advantage of. I didn't get time with my family. Mm. I did too much of this. I did not enough of that. And you're left kind of picking up the pieces into the new year instead of, you know, that was a really good test and I held my own and I'm really proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have said it better myself. And on that note, I think we put a pin in it here. I love it. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. And listeners, thank you for joining us for another episode of A Penny for Your Thoughts. As always, if there's any content you'd like us to cover, anybody you'd like to see us feature, reach out. A call doesn't cost a thing. And happy holidays, listeners.